The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless, of course, you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to RevueParty.com. My name is Brent. My name is Matt. This is a comedy podcast on the internet, if you weren't aware. We tell funny jokes. <laughs> First, we read reviews from the internet. Yes. We're on the internet, we're about the internet, we're reading reviews from the internet, and then make a couple, two, three jokes about them. Mm-hmm. And it's going pretty good so far, episode 92. Facts. You know what I love about facts? When they come through that, that machine and they go... Yeah. Faxes are sweet. Your office still have facts? It does. Get some faxes, it's isn't that wild? The government, you gotta... <laughs> you gotta make accommodations for the the layman what's wild to me is like just email it bro if it's something that gotta be printed i don't mind hitting that control p yeah yeah pdfs and emails they can be protected even if it's like a sensitive document for the most part you know i don't faxes are like a text message that it prints out for you (laughs) a game boy printer style (laughs) (laughs) writing checks and sending faxes those need to die do you have a review? I have uh, a couple of reviews that will, just like the commentary on fax machines, horribly date this episode. <laughs> because I have a, a trio of reviews, actually, a trio of quick ones. A, a triage. The Batman. Oh, we are so relevant right now. We are so relevant right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in a week or two, not relevant at all. Uh, but here's a relevant uh, user, IMDb user, My Evil Gummy Bear. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. can speak to that. Topical on topical on reference on topical. Yes. My Evil Gummy Bear titles there, The Batman Review, Emo Glitter Vampire Batman. Mm-hmm. And writes, this was terrible. It was so woke with the casting, <laughs> and they made Batman or Bat they emo <laughs> ben affleck is and always will be the best batman <laughs> i'm being vaporized i'm being disintegrated oh no don't waste your money one out of ten. <laughs> oh my god dude plenty, yeah. we had plenty of silly little dumb things that he was saying to make fun of and then he said then. the most untrue <laughs> thing ever said yeah yeah, like you're you're saying a lot of dumb stuff very quickly, very rapidly, but then holy cow, you you reached idiot nirvana. It's idiot to say mm, Ben Affleck's Batman was okay. That's you're a fucking dumbass in my book. But th- he's the best. The no. best. No. There's so many Better than Kevin Conroy? Oh. The, the the voice actor for the animated series? I, no. No. That's, that's crazy. He's fantastic. Of all the great Batmans there have been, numerous better than Ben Affleck. <laughs> Maybe all of them. <laughs> when I, yeah. If I were to read a Batman comic, it's Kevin Conroy for sure. Yeah, he was great when he, when he reprised the role in the Arkham video yeah. games as well. It just felt felt perfect it's it's too perfect he's amazing and uh christian bale you know a lot of people probably have some issues with him as batman but that boy gave a little performance if i'm not mistaken he did three times i mean even kevin costner no not kevin costner (laughs) george clooney or val kilmer even val kilmer keaton that's who i was thinking of even michael keaton is better than ben affleck I haven't seen this one. You know, I've been hearing pretty good things. I give it a thumbs up. Just because he was a sparkly vampire once. He hates being that more than we could ever hate yeah. that role. <laughs> yeah. 
He's invested a lot more in that whole phenomenon, for better or for worse. I can't see him being worse than Ben Affleck. (laughs) He's emo and, you know, as wishy-washy as he could be. No way. No way than Ben Affleck literally just killing dudes with guns. (laughs) That's not Batman at that point. (laughs) It wasn't Batman when it was Ben Affleck, and then you made him, gave him guns. And then it really was not. Ugh. Uh, yeah, that whole Ben Affleck line. That like, I really want to comment on how this guy is freaking out about wokeness and calling Batman Bat Day. Bat Day. <laughs> so yeah, that stupid. is a. Yeah, that like is a good, a pretty funny joke actually. But then you just like the tidal wave of, of Ben Affleck love washes right. it all away. Washes. Yeah, all the funny things we could have just talked about for a couple minutes. He just destroyed it with that Ben Affleck comment, and that's how you ruin a review. But yeah, Ugh. bat they. Well, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> even a a stupid clock is funny, like twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll move on. Another IMDb review. This one from Reading Film. So they're a real. They they don't watch films. They read them, I guess. I don't, they kind I don't of know. experience them. They hunt for wow moments. <laughs> The best two. Uh, Reading film titles their review, Warning. This is an extremely shocking, disturbing, and violent film. (laughs) This movie is like an X-rated shock horror movie. Keep in mind the Batman saga is for little children around 10 years old. (laughs) Make it cool. No one doesn't like that. But keep the shock content for actual horror movies instead of scaring little kids like that. Not cool. They're just getting carried away with all this trying to one-up each other. And no one is stopping to say, maybe that's not a good idea. That's the satanic power of money in show business, I guess. (laughs) One star. We got a fan of George Clooney's nipples in the house. That is what I am reading from this. (laughs) Wholesome Batman, butts and nipples. That's all I want. Let's go back to the wholesome Batman where they were having nipples on the suit. Arnold Schwarzenegger was bald and doing one-liners. <laughs> Robin was putting on fake lips to kiss Poison Ivy. No real kissing. It was the all kids fake. kids love it. They had to put the fake ones on to, to not to, get the poison. Safety. My 10-year-old, he digs that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Hollywood. If your target <laughs> audience isn't my 10-year-old child, especially with the man's wearing the costume faces... <laughs> no more sales from me except I, mean, I, I still will to, and then write reviews about them I remember being a 10 year old and like <gasps> he didn't kiss her yeah <laughs> fake lips he got a dunk Uma uh huh the holy holes Batman <laughs> there's that lines in there <laughs> yeah that was really stupid <laughs> okay I'll finish this this is actually a google review of the Batman from Lauren Kwok. She writes, Dude, this Batman is some of the chonkiest trash I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've seen Michelle Pfeiffer lick Michael Keaton's face, so don't test me. One star. See, that makes me curious. I was kind of apprehensive about this Batman, but the, the the reviews are in. The homies are saying it's a it's a winner. I think I think it was cool. Was it Bat Nipples cool? <laughs> it was like, man, that's a lot of rain cool. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematographer who did Dune did Batman, so like Okay. I think he did Blade Runner too, also. It looked really good. There was only like uh I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's a car chase, but that's the only time where I was like, What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is insane. But other than that, I'm like, well, this is a good looking movie. And for the most part, yes, it gets a thumbs up from me. Seeing yeah, Batman looking like an emo boy, I'm there for it. I mean, what what is, is he if he's not a rich emo boy who has His time to work out and dead. become superhuman with dead parents? Alfred looking pretty. It looks seems like everyone's sexy in this one. Is that true? Alfred's pretty sexy. Yeah, Alfred's I had looking a, sexy. Even <laughs> I had a thought though. Uh, uh, maybe I'm going into spoiler territory, but like with all the bat tech that Batman has, 
he always seems to have to like call Alfred on the phone. <laughs> Alfred's like IT. There's just no. There's just like that moment of tension. It's like, is Alfred gonna? Is Alfred gonna pick up? Batman's in trouble. Is Alfred gonna pick up something? <laughs> when Alfred could just have like things embedded into him to to know what's going on at all times instead well, Alfred's having a spot of tea or something <laughs> Alfred's unavailable just ring me on the house line what well Bruce isn't exactly keeping good hours with his crime fighting that's true you know he's yeah. sleeping in all day average party boy playboy bachelor you can't expect Alfred to be up all night waiting for Bruce's stupid he's, Riddler he's calls Alfred, I can't really figure out this uh, Riddler one uh, here. <laughs> What's, uh, let's bring the take. Can we get Jim, Jim Carrey on the line? He's usually pretty good at these. <laughs> that one was special. Well, I have a couple of reviews here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a gritty movie Ooh. that people were seemed to be kind of offended by in the comments so oh. why don't we dive make it a little pair and i also have i have two reviews so cool real review barrage on this episode <laughs> this is a review from amazon for the or a, a series of reviews we'll get to them for the movie flight featuring denzel washington and john oh, goodman yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a movie about a pilot who's drunk. I haven't really seen it. Denzel Washington's in it. This first one is really funny. Um, It is a review from Sharon Lang. She writes, complete and total trash. (laughs) Watch 10 minutes and quit. Heard the F word over and over at least 30 times. Flight. Saw naked broad full on over and over. (laughs) Then they started showing the men naked. (laughs) <laughs> what a waste of our money. This is the biggest piece of trash I've ever seen. We've missed the first hour on TV, so rented it. What a mistake. If there was a minus 10 star rating, that would be too good for this. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just didn't have a costuming budget. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they got to rent a plane to film this sucker. It didn't start with a sex scene or something. It was just... Naked on the on the there, like listen, guys. No, don't wear something from home. We get we would have to pay you for that. So <laughs> buck up. I look, Denzel's. Look, Denzel's bare ass right over there. <laughs> hey, you're not gonna game up like him. Hey, look at him. He's a gamer. You're gonna let him down. <laughs> Afraid to show your cheeks. Um. Uh, yeah. Wow. Look at this I mean- broad. She's naked full on over and over. Broad is is, is stood. I really love the the posturing. You can't say the F word over and over and 30 times. That's awful. That's offensive. Mm -mm. You can call some some poor young actress a a broad. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a little coarse to to use that term. I am entirely offended by this review. (laughs) Much less offended than I would be if I saw a naked broad full on over and over. That would be not very offensive at all to me. You know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. I mean, give anything 10 minutes. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it isn't, waste of money. They watched the second half. (laughs) And they they liked it enough to pay money to see the first half. And then, like, oh, no, can't get through this. They're tallying F. First, they're parading out naked women. Then they're parading out naked men. What? When is it going to end? You know, we had, we could have a full hour of this before we get to that <laughs> second half. We got another review here from Phoenix 1200. They write, I just like these two together. I thought they were so funny together. A powerful movie about addiction. <laughs> They write, a powerful movie with excellent acting and direction. This movie is really about addiction. Stuffed into a story of an airline accident blended together with another person's life of addiction. If anyone has experienced someone with an addiction problem, this movie hits the nail on the head. The main theme seems to be public trust that an airline pilot has in his or her profession. And you certainly don't show up drunk to fly a plane, huh? (laughs) 
People with addiction problems will probably feel that they can fly a plane drunk and drive drunk and rule other people's lives because they have that monkey on their back. And the what? only thing that makes the monkey feel good is another drink, hit, or toke. John Goodman's character is there to show slash reveal that the only thing that can make Denzel's character function after a night of intoxication is a cocktail of drugs that will even out the alcohol and allow him to function on a nominal level. All of the lies, the nine, and violence is part of the addiction process. Only when someone gets help and admits that they're an alcoholic will the process of healing begin, but it is a lifelong process that very few people can recover from, and that monkey is always resting on their back, <laughs> on their backside, waiting. To be fed. A very good movie <laughs> that was done with great taste and sends a powerful message about addiction. It makes one wonder just how many people are flying, driving, and traveling while intoxicated. Four stars. <laughs> you gotta wonder how many people out there got a monkey on their back. I got, listen, if I'm gonna be flying and I got a couple hours before my flight, I'm not a pilot, I'm a passenger. Mm-hmm. That monkey's getting fed. <laughs> I'm getting trash. Nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to do it on the plane. Then you'll cost as much as a plane ticket. Just how many people are flying, driving, and traveling while intoxicated? Flying, driving? Not that many, we hope. Traveling? Oh. For sure. I'm dunked, dude. <laughs> for sure. I am gone. Put, put my tally up for that one. I would wager that a third of America has salacious bee crumb on their back. <laughs> <laughs> just just constantly needing something. Yeah. Anything. The, the stress of going through airline security, it, it just creates that monkey. That monkey's getting, <laughs> getting being born on my back. And I am <laughs> essentially for two hours before the flight, if there is a bar, you know, monkey me up. Salacious yeah. Bikram. <laughs> Salacious Bikram. Even if that monkey doesn't require alcohol, barbiturates, you know, what have you, when it sees the drug dog, it will want to pet it. And you need to tell, <laughs> you need to tell that monkey no. Right. Which will make that monkey sad. That's what we're trying to explain here, everybody. Sometimes the monkey's got to be sad. <laughs> All right. If you're on your way to a funeral... Maybe not appropriate. If you want to pet the drug dog, probably mm. also not appropriate. I go every day not petting my monkey. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there's things that would make that monkey monkey hungry in the wrong way. This is true. There are a lot of, you know, you are catered to, your, your lizard brain is catered to, but the monkey, the monkey brain, it is catered to everywhere as well. Lizards, monkeys. We've got all kinds of shit living inside. Yeah. The mouse who ate the, the what is that? There wasn't a lady who swallowed uh, a fly. Yeah, there wasn't a lady no. who swallowed a fly of addiction. So that's what I am. <laughs> uh, just a big, big layer upon layer <laughs> of addiction. Addicts brains. are like onions, okay? There's layers. It's layers. Or I should I say addicts are like ogres. That seems a little rude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not if you've seen all four shreks which are about how actually ogres are pretty nice and I, i'm that kind of a sophisticated person who doesn't just think of ogre as a, a mean word i think of it as mike mike myers a nice smiling canadian friend he is a friend I pulled up the IMDb for this to to check out the parents' guide. Do sure. you want to to dive into? Yeah, what it let's dip in. Let's check out what <laughs> Denzel's up to when he's flying uh, around. Under sex and nudity, <laughs> we have uh, three separate things. A naked couple is shown in a hotel room. The man's lower half is covered by bedsheets, but the woman wanders around the room naked for a while. Her breasts, butt, and vagina are all shown as she walks around and bends. Extremely graphic. How very European. Next. In a porn set, you see from a distance fully nude women or topless women, a brief full frontal female nudity from a distance, and male rear nudity when a man drops his towel. Oh, no, the man cheeks. 
Finally, a woman lays half asleep on her stomach in bed, topless and covered by the bedclothes <laughs> from the waist down. As she drowsily adjusts her position, one of her breasts dangles into view. <laughs> uh, for profanity. That, pro- those descriptions of the people being nude were much kind of more, sick. Yeah. yeah, much more unsettling than just seeing very a naked person. Uncomfortably evocative. Her breast dangled into view. Yeah, very view specific verbiage. From the bedclothes. Uh, profanity. Severe. Profanity is scattered throughout the movie. Uses of strong language in which is about 50 of the F-bomb and derivatives, at least one of them paired with mother. Oh, no. Nearly 25 uses of shit. God and Jesus used repeatedly, including one back-to-back usage of the F-bomb. What is... Fucking fuck? Did someone drop a fucking fuck? I I guess. That's not as cool. I I just... I kind of hoped it was like a fuck fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> we gotta get this it, it plane could be in like, the air. Like two separated by a span of, of breaths, like, oh. and then it's it's uttered again. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, uh, pro- that's probably, probably well, what it's it is. the least funny. It's probably true. A guy going, uh, fuck, and then he reels, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to this person, we, we hear rough slang for the male anatomy as well. Wee wee, they drop the they drop the they dub. Drop the wee wee, yeah, yeah. Uh, they show a man's ass cheeks, and they call <laughs> the male member a wee wee. I cannot uh, understand how anyone can finish this. I won't even read the 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 drugs portion because that's just too. It's just not, it's not funny. <laughs> listen, John, what? John Goodman's handing you some handing you some some IMDb profanities. You gotta roll with it, all right. <laughs> do you have a review? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm trying to decide. This one's kind of lengthy, but but you know what? If if not now, when? When? Not right now. Be prepared for a rant of of delicious proportions. Let's gobble up. This is a, I got it on Google, but Google tells me, review provided by haagen US. Thanks. Thanks, Hog. It was a big old jumble of haagen reviews, but I think it'll be pretty clear which flavor is being reviewed here uh, shortly. In this review from Being is Better Than Doing, they titled the review, Where, oh where, did the almonds go? <laughs> Followed by about 10 question marks. <laughs> We have been customers forever and have always liked the vanilla Swiss almond ice cream. However, this year something has gone wrong. There is a lot of ice cream, but probably 50% of the regular almonds quantity. Something is going on and haagen needs to, quote, come clean about it. I visited the website for the first time today to see whether there had been other similar complaints. And lo and behold, there are. And this ice cream is not cheap, but rather expensive for the small container. $4.99 at Tom Thumb, $3.88 at Walmart. But I do not buy there often since Tom Thumb is close to my house. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was convinced it was going to be a screw Walmart dig, but no, it's just, yeah, it's, I'm closer to the Tom Thumb. It also appears that the almonds are smaller and, and or... The company is trying to cut them up to look like there are more when in fact there are not. What a shame. Something is definitely wrong here, and it is definitely not our imagination. The quote, why of me giving an ice cream rating of one, which means I would almost never recommend this ice cream to a friend, should definitely appear on your website for consumers to read so that your corporation <laughs> promotes transparency, which is a hallmark of individual and corporate professionalism. The ice cream is expensive for such a small container, and if the company cannot offer higher quality, better ingredients, and not skimp on, for example, chocolate-covered almonds, then the company is not offering to consumers any significant advantage over other ice cream to be able to justify that much higher price. This is just common sense, not rocket science. Forgive me for being so, quote, 
blunt. But Hagendas really disappoints me. The last thing that consumers want in this pandemic situation is to lose an ice cream that the customers absolutely loved before. When so little is positive in the world right now, <laughs> especially in America, where we Americans apparently do not want to learn the art of getting along, being tolerant of each other's viewpoints, wanting someone else to succeed just like we want to exceed, etc., 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 a great ice cream goes a long way in putting a smile on consumers' faces. I think that most of all, I simply view this situation as corporate breed. And the truth of the matter is that haagen is making a truly hefty profit off this ice cream in such small <laughs> containers. For me, this is the clincher. Corporate greed. Hopefully haagen believes in freedom of speech, because otherwise it will probably try to hide my review at its website. And that definitely would not be transparent. Regarding how can we improve this flavor or your experience with it, it is odd that you do not ask about whether customers consider it to be too expensive. So you need to add, need to add. Why does she repeat that? <laughs> provide better pricing, provide a digital and or paper coupon now and then, etc. Hopefully haagen does more with these comments than simply stating, we haven't changed our recipe since the question always becomes, well, if you had changed the recipe, would you tell us the truth about what specifically you changed? Finally, I am a real consumer, so please do not even think that I may be a competitor's rep trying to ruin the image of your ice cream because that simply would not be true. One star. This lady has a lot of misconceptions about the world around her, doesn't she? <laughs> kind of. She's sort of living on her own terms, her own understanding of the world and how it works. What does she want them to say? Yeah, we, we're skimping on the nuts. What do you want <laughs> us to do? Raise the price instead? Maybe their nut provider isn't around anymore. They had to switch to a different crumbly almond, maybe also a price saving. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that almond company shut down because of these hard times in COVID. She, she is demanding all this sympathy. But giving none in return. That's sort of that's where I'm at with this. I think she's just straight up nuts. I wish I wish I had a <laughs> and yeah, she got her she disappointed rim shot button. <laughs> she has her priorities way out of out of alignment. <laughs> if I can't have my Hagen dos in a <laughs> pandemic yeah. why why Society. even survive it? The historians will look back and what caused um, our society to crumble. The, that linchpin was the haagen was your <laughs> stupid, overpriced ice cream. And why is she acting like haagen knows they're the pricey option? You know, they, they got they have people with degrees in marketing that work for them. Yes. And decide that stuff, lady. And like, make up a, a bogus name like haagen uh, Haagen-Doozies, all right? We should have ended on the nuts joke. Let's go to a break. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine, mine is at the store. <laughs> that is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbuddy.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now because I'm buying a t-shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of the episode, and welcome to Memento More Review. Back again Ooh, so fast, Back so again quick. so fast. Just, you know, see see how we like it, see if it's got legs, or if we're like, well, this kind of sucks and it's depressing. <laughs> it's got some toes. 
It's got it's got the Freddie Flintstone twinkle toes, if nothing else. <laughs> For those who have not heard this this fairly green segment, this is where we go to the internet, in this case, Ticketmaster, to find reviews of those artists, be they comedians or or other sorts of performers. Merry uh, makers. Merry makers. Those performers who have since passed on, yet their reviews still live. So so we once again rejoice or cringe at whatever they offered on any particular evening for these TripAdvisor reviewers. Uh, last time I did comedians, this time it's, it's going to be musicians. And I cast the, cast the timepiece a bit farther back, but I think we, we'll still enjoy it. Starting off, I have some reviews for the heartbreaker himself, Tom Petty. Tom, Thomas Pettysworth, as that, he's known in his homeland. That goofy-looking guy that your dad <laughs> listens to. <laughs> Frenchie17 titles their review, Disappointing. Oh, no, no. Unfortunate that Tom Petty has passed. Oh, this person must have left your review, like, right after. Uh, unfortunate that Tom Petty has passed, but the Hollywood Bowl show was the first time I had seen him live. Took my wife and kids, and we all found the show disappointed. Tom seemed to be pretty DUI on stage. Show also seemed low energy going through the motions. Three stars. He he messed up that acronym, right? <laughs> yes. D, D, oh, you're right. It's DOA is what he was looking for. Oh, oh, I don't know if that was what he was going for. That would have made more sense, though. Yeah. Particularly because he died shortly after this review. Oh, this that would have been insensitive. But... Uh, it would have been insensitive, but DUI is driving under the influence. Right, right. <laughs> so Tom was... I mean, uh, see, he could have been a couple under the table, but... But was he driving on <laughs> Well, he was sort of driving everyone's evening. Okay, I guess, yeah. yeah that's a good point. I was going to say, because if he's driving on stage, there's no way that's not at least a four-star show. It's a couple people would have their hearts broken that night and their <laughs> the rest of their bodies. Their limbs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's lighten things up. We have a review for Mr. Thomas from W. Bago. Short for Winnebago, I'm sure. They titled their review, Tom Petty Rocks. And write, great event. Loved TP and Heartbreakers. Wish Stevie Nicks sang her song with them. Only negative was Bowl Popcorn. I should have mentioned this was at the Hollywood Bowl. Only negative was Bowl Popcorn. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> A venue with the stature of Hollywood Bowl deserves quality popcorn. Next time, bring in my bags of Trader Joe popcorn and barbecue chips. Five stars. So this guy thinks Stevie Nicks is just on speed dial. Stevie <laughs> Nicks can just drop whatever she's doing, go on a whole ass tour with Tom Petty, just to come out once a night to sing her song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if like, what? it's possible she was an opening act or something it's, like that. Maybe. Then in but, that case, I would have been like, dang, she didn't want to come out and do that one. And that sounds like fun. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think Stevie Nicks is opening for nobody. Yeah, probably not. She's... She's a powerhouse in her own right. Right. So, yeah, she's not going to, all right, yeah, I'll show up and, and do that one song from that one album you recorded 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, I just so happened to pre pretend to be in the bar every night and come up on stage. <laughs> the popcorn sucked, am I right? All right, here we go. <laughs> Support your local Trader Joe's. <laughs> Speaking of food, let's change artists. D do you know who I'm talking about now? Um, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> the one and only Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh, our, our I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, he's still fresh. <laughs> he, the meat. <laughs> that yes. loaf is still fresh in my mind. I forget. I forget that he bit the yes. crust, so to speak. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> <laughs> A reminder, these are all in, in, in loving adoration yeah, of, of these course, people. Of course, uh, Meatloaf is... If I were to say I've never screamed saying I'd do anything for love while driving down the highway, then I would be a liar. Same. 
I have three for for Mr. Meat, and and that'll be it for us. <laughs> Loving admiration. Yeah, yeah. You want to shut up? <laughs> this review comes to us from Lieutenant Colonel Taylor or something like that. They they title their review Meatloaf equals three celebrities in one. <laughs> He's as fat as William Shatner, as spry as Louis Anderson, and had the angelic pipes of Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> the band was good. One star. <laughs> yeah, dragging uh, our boy through the dirt. Yeah, he's he's trying to go bat out of hell to back into hell on this guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a review from 8743. They titled the review, Meat Loaf. <laughs> And right, meat was pretty bad. <laughs> we didn't know if he was going to make it through the whole show. Good for him to be out there trying, though. <laughs> Four stars. That makes me so sad. What <laughs> year was this? This was 2016. 2016. Yeah, meat was looking pretty. He was the, the celebrity Botox uh Fountain of Youth Serum sort of stopped at that point from what from these pictures I'm seeing. See this picture from 2004. He's looking good, looking spry. Hair plugs oh, on yeah. point. Yeah. Picture <laughs> yeah. from 2019 looks like the nice bus driver. Yeah, like pick a destiny meatloaf. I think is is his last last hurrah meatloaf. All his spirit he put into pick of destiny, and then he he began to fade. On on uh, that slight tangent, Dio apparently recorded his like his portion of that song mm-hmm. in one take, That's and they're just crazy. like, "Dude, you can, you're done." <laughs> <sighs> legends, legends. Anyway, to to send Mr. Meat off in his legendary status, I have a bit of a a bit of a hefty one, a bit of a mouthful from. Hey, he wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> from Meat Fan Number One. <laughs> <laughs> None other. They titled their review Meatloaf. Wow in many ways. The good, bad, and ugly. Easy free parking at Abbotsford Center. A great crowd and very friendly employees made this a very positive experience to start. The beverage vendors and equipment were not very efficient. The lack of pricing for the typically overpriced beverages was standard. The floor seats were the typical metal added seats with enough room not to step on too many toes. The concert started at 8.15 for a post at 8 o'clock start, so pretty much right on. Pre-recorded music was playing for a while before two band members appeared on stage with synchronous drumming like a Las Vegas robotic stage production. Displaced the soundtrack. The last member to enter the stage was, of course, our star, and the crowd was cheering wildly as the music was now playing with the full band. The vocals began, and right away I noticed that something was a bit off. The timing, the pitch. My heart sank a bit as I was thinking, well, sometimes you need to get dialed in a bit. Who knows what went on backstage? Things will probably flow after a while. I won't speculate about medication, health, exhaustion. But yet, I've said it. The band and all of its vocals were a great support and carried the song. And the next. And the next. I was trying to hear Meat sing, but the other vocals drowned him out much of the time, and when I did hear him, it was not often flowing. I heard low-chopped vibratos, sometimes more in a speaking voice. Not all the time, there were energetic times that were a relief to hear, yet nothing in the great range we've come to expect. When I finally grasped the reality of it, I sensed that this concert would be an adjustment, a reality check, and a realization that there is a finality to everything. I've heard so many 60s and 70s artists sing and play recently that the expectation of the original sound is a fantasy. The recorded albums were primetime experiences and rarely are topped or equaled. Some artists hang in there for a long time and the fans of their music carries them. And so it was that we, visitors from California, fans of Meatloaf, were here to hear all of those great songs live and up close. Both of those expectations were met. It was live, and we were up close. (laughs) The crowd was often singing along, self-included, sometimes dancing, sometimes standing, then sitting again. That was a sign, sitting down again. The energy and inspiration came and went, came and went again. Paradise by the Dashboard Light was still a great number. Sure, we know that the act and age difference between the two singers, 
but it was still a fun performance. Picks were tossed. Old tour t-shirts were shot into the crowd with a bad boy grin from meat doing the shooting, but not reloading of the penile hot dog shooters. <laughs> He's got a guy for that. <laughs> yeah. But you got the little t- tiny fingers. The concert ended abruptly without an encore. We were left wondering what happened so quickly. Less than an hour and a half after the start, it was like a knockout in the first round. We got what we came for, but somehow it helped for more. I would only recommend this. I would recommend this only with the decision based on this and other reviews. You may love it, or maybe not. Three stars. That's that's reality. That's reality. That one. That I'm one sure. Hit. I'm sure. You know, those old artists, they their old record label comes and slaps a few mil on the table, says, hey, one more round. Say, ah, I don't know if I have it in me. I'm a little tired. My voice isn't there. Then they stack another two million on there. Oh, what you, well, what the hell are you going to say? <laughs> and they put the penile hot dog shooting t-shirt launcher on the table. And you're they like, they oh. bring out Ed, your, your reload guy for the past 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> One more go, boss. I rep. my fingers have been itching to reload, and no one shoots them quite like you. Yeah, that'll bring a devilish grin out on my face. <laughs> Let me summon the strength. <laughs> that was like, you love to see when reviewers have an actual sense of things outside themselves, though. Absolutely. Like That's an refreshing. awareness. Like, whoa. You're not just reviewing the product. You're like, this is a guy. This is this is a guy who I revere on this stage. And uh, yeah, they could have just said, "Yeah, we love sounded bad." Two stars. No, they they took the time to explain their experience, the transcendent emotional journey they wanted on things to that concert. That's rich. It is. I feel enriched, and it's a nice touching tribute to to the loaf. To Mr. Loaf, Mr. Meat. So that's Memento More Review. Uh, Gentlemen, stay dead, I guess. Uh, His name was Robert Paulson. I've got a review about some fucking Kool-Aid Jell-O, bro. Oh, bro. From Amazon, Kool-Aid Gels, Cherry 4-Pack. The one and only, this one's from Mommy of Two. They title it, It's Great. Oh, they had the Tropical Punch version for the record. Excellent. I was worried about the other bad reviews saying it tastes bad, and I'm starting to wonder if it's because they did not stick it in the fridge to get cold because ours tasted great. <laughs> but no jello tastes good, lu- good warm or lukewarm. It is a cold snack. It was a good price, too, and I might buy more for sensory play with Toddler. I've bought two packages in bulk so far, and it's been perfect. Five stars. What kind of sick people are having Jello soup? Hey, hey, is that hot Jello ready? Mm-mm. I like it when it's warm. Serve it now before it becomes Jolly Ranchers. Hey. <sighs> you're, getting, you're getting a little spiced up, huh? This is getting me, you're giving me feel. I'm like, I'm imagining it. Get the jiggle, <laughs> the jiggle is the draw, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a total Seinfeld right, line right there. The yeah. jiggle is the draw, Jerry. The jiggle is the draw. Uh, come on, George. <laughs> you don't want a little warm jello? Huh? <laughs> yeah, Kramer's got a new, a new uh, product he's trying to hawk warm jello. For Jello on a cold day. <laughs> the problem with Jello is it's not a good seller year round. All right, <laughs> those winter months are rough for the Jello companies, you know. And pudding only does so much to to bolster <laughs> the sales. You're kind of relying on those anyway. So here we go, a little warm Jello, warm wine for everybody. Mm. Yeah, but something about putting a hot jiggle in my mouth. <laughs> Jiggly, jiggly foods need to be cold. Yeah. (laughs) Mashed potatoes can kind of have a little jiggle, (laughs) but ideally not. Like they, they should be firm enough. 
Yeah, my appeal of potato sort of there's no jiggle. There's there is give, but it's sort of a a buttery give. The only hot jiggle I want is like a flan, but that's different. You gotta uh, you gotta cook. It's a custard. Right, right. Is it a custard, not a Jello? I can't see through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very different than Jello. It's a, a totally different flavor profile. Absolutely. The creme with the cinnamon, etc. Yeah, the mouthfeel, so different. Yeah, I would never do sensory play with flan. Yeah, I would never go up to flan and go <gasps> and slurp it in my mouth real fast. It would just be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to turn that upside down on my plate. <laughs> Right, there's a whole process here. This Kool-Aid Jello cup, I'm sure it's just Kool-Aid plus gelatin. I mean, it's not yeah, yeah. plus fridge. Necessary ingredient is the fridge. Good golly. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it says right here, ingredients, locust bean gum, hey, uh, uh, sodium citrate, and fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and blue number one. That's my favorite. Oh, nothing hits different than a good blue number one on the back of the tongue. You what is that? Oh, blue number one, my favorite. Blue number two is so 2000s. <laughs> uh, slightly related to this, I, I actually have a, a back pocket, uh, slightly buried Amazon review for none other than the legit Haribo gummy candy gold bears, the, hey. the the true product itself from Haribo. The gold ones are those the pine? No, the white ones are pineapple. That they just call their gummy bears gold bears. I don't know oh, why. Oh, the 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 standard of their bears. Yeah, you know, the that sort of standard that will keep you out of the standard. toilet. Exactly. Uh, Amazon customer Jordan titles their review: "Beware of ordering in warmer temperatures." <laughs> Made the mistake of ordering these when it was quite hot outside. Had to cut them up into cubes and eat it like the vile (laughs) human being I am. Overall, would recommend four stars. (laughs) He's got to get one of those little hard-boiled egg slicers for the gummies. Oh, that's awesome. And then he could have sort of fruit strips, gummy fruit strips. Yeah, make some sort of, get some fruit roll-ups and make... Gummy sushi, gummy nori. I don't know what. Oh, uh, that that's kind of stuff. When I see that on Instagram, that always makes me sick. <laughs> it's pretty. It's dumb. I know. Cotton candy tortilla filled with whipped cream and pudding and fucking <laughs> sprinkles. It's like yeah. who, who could eat this? But Elf, who could fucking put? I, and I love candy. <laughs> I you know nothing's too sweet or sour for me, but just the. When you're eating as much candy as like, it looks yeah. it's like a sixteen ounce steak of candy. <laughs> That's a little, that'll make your gut rot. Yeah, I I have been to one of those like, I think the restaurant's Pop Sugar, in in Rosemont, Illinois, where mm. you know fifty percent of conventions occur, in in the state of Illinois anywhere, uh, and there's like yeah, there's a candy store, and then there's the restaurant, and the milkshakes are like. Classic milkshakes in a big, tall glass cup, mm-hmm. but then the entire side of that cup has been dipped in chocolate, and then that chocolate has been dipped in M&M's minis. Like, <laughs> First of all, I don't even know if there's a practical way for me to eat that. Uh-huh. Second of all, this is a tall boy milkshake that I'm going to struggle to get through while also having a meal. But not only is there that, but there's stuff sticking out the top. Yeah, the suckers and and ugh, you're gonna kill people. You kill. You're killing us. You already had to make some mental leaps in order to guilt-free enjoy this giant yeah. milkshake. Yeah, it's getting a little excessive here. I'm ordering this milkshake to taste the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need all this distraction. The the accoutrement. Yeah, uh-huh. the Instagram uh, pieces of flair, so to speak. Pop that sucker on the counter and then give me the metal tin with a little overflow. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. Give me a straw. When they, shut up. Yeah, when they give you the overflow cup, it is like, that is that rules. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. You, you don't care about cutting costs. You care about supplying me with a bunch of milkshake. And oh, boy. <sighs> Not many more ways quicker to my heart than a big chocolate Mm -mm. milk. Perhaps a shamrock shake, if this season is right. 
the season's right right about now. Yeah, I had one a couple weeks ago. It was banging, of course. <laughs> love a shamrock shake. You know what else I love, Matt? What is that? Our listeners, especially hey. the ones that made it to the end of episode 92, right here, right now. Welcome to the end of the episode. We call it the plugs, and we're going to p- p- plug you up with a bunch of information. Ooh. Including, but not limited to, we got new episodes of this baby every Tuesday Reviews Day. Hashtag Tuesday Reviews Day. Ho, baby. If you'd like to send an absurd review for us to make some funnies over, uh, as we did with the the Jellos reviews, the funny Batman reviews, you could be sending those to us. Yes. Uh, shoot us an email with a hyperlink to the review uh, to reviewparty.com at gmail.com. Include your name so we can throw you credit. If you want to interact with us in a way that is not one-sided, like you listening to our voices weekly, you can totally do that. It'll be two-sided if you go on the social media and find us, like on Instagram and TikTok, at reviewparty.com is where we can be found. We're also hanging out under at reviewpartypod on Twitter, I'm told. And if you go to reviewparty.com.com in your Opera browser... Uh, you can, (laughs) if any, the one person is using it, uh, you can find a whole lot of fun stuff. For instance, all of the episodes, all the blog posts that have something to do with reviews, uh, our shop and potentially like ninja ninjas running around. I don't know. Have a look. What could it hurt people to point your AOL keyword to? If you're really bored, tell tell the Wayback Machine to just scour and archive each page of our site. I don't know why that would matter, but maybe you're bored. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you won't be bored for long because we'll have another episode coming up on the Woo! autoplay. But you can you can multitask. You can look at the website and listen. Believe that. Do it. Try it. But hey, uh, I got another thank you to give, and it's to the nosebleeds minus the. The, the, the Nosebleeds. <laughs> the band's name is Nosebleeds. Their song, Bed, Bread for Breakfast. You've heard it throughout the episode. What a delicious jam, was it not? You can find mm-hmm. more delicious jams and peanut butters on uh, Spotify, perhaps. Nosebleeds, one word. Check them out. I review to finish us out here. Finish him. This is a review for Dry Milk Powder, USDA USDA Grade A Whole Milk RBST and RBH Free Non-GMO nice. Kosher Halal Shelf Stable Powdered Milk. Get that recombinant bovine somatotropin out of here. Exactly. I want no growth hormones, bro. Exactly. This review was written by MDL. They title it, Be Aware of the Amount You're Getting. They write... This is $32 per gallon of milk for those who want to see the numbers. Five stars. One star. Wait, does that math check out? (laughs) 